Welcome to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. Liz and Tim have created the ideal conversation formula for them. Everything begins with what's on a 3x5 index card. It can be anything and it can go anywhere in 30 minutes or so. If allowed, they can somehow magically become connected by a single word. And now, today's unscripted and unpredictable conversation between two longtime radio friends from a remote location with Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. Welcome once again to another episode of Life's 3x5's podcast. I'm Tim Larson, and before we get into today's ball game, we wanted to sort of go down in the bowels of the ABC Supply Stadium and talk with Zach Brockman, who is the president of baseball operations here in Beloit, and find out sort of the behind the scenes and what is happening with the Skycarp ball team. Also, how it all transitioned and how it all became, because we're only in our second season, aren't we, Zach? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast. Sure. Um, it, it, this is this is a lot of fun to be able to do this, and, and we're just kicking off 2023, too. So, like mm-hmm. you said, second full season. I know. With the last season where everybody is sort of putting their toe in the water, trying to figure out where the stadium is, you know, all this other stuff, you guys pulled it off. I brought, I don't know, maybe two or three groups of people up here, and it was just a chance to relax and have a very nice time and actually yeah. watch a winning game. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys kicked off this season really well. Yes, we did. We did. Actually, the team is actually in first place right now. I want to say we're like 13-4 and four or something like that. Man. Um, there's $20 million in signing bonuses just in our infield. Wow. Um, so we have pretty much the top prospects in the Marlins system. And uh, to your point on the business side, too, you know, last year was kind of uh, discovering a lot of things that we didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first full season in, in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned a lot, and we've made some adjustments for, for 2023. So it's, the outlook is very, very positive, both on the, on the field and in the business. Is it a complete flip of roster, or do you have, like, 25% new people? How does that usually work uh, league-wide, not necessarily for Beloit? Yeah, it usually depends team to team. Okay, you know how they how they like to do it. Some some teams have um, you know kind of a mentality and approach to keep the same team together almost for a full season, and then move all of them up or, or the majority of them up. Okay, um, the Marlins tend to flip probably about seventy five percent of the roster. Whoa! I'll give you a fun stat from last year. Um, we uh, we had a very good team last year as well, but um, we had a lot of transition. Nineteen of the guys that started the year with us ended the season in Pensacola hmm. and won a championship. So um, wow. they moved up a lot of good guys, um, and we, we had we had a lot of changes. So uh, we do have some returning guys this year. Uh, we have about a you know, half dozen or so, Yeah. Uh, but the majority are new. There's no way not to be excited for those players that advance, but at the exact same second, it's tougher on you guys. Yeah. I, yeah. you got to sort of take both of them, you know? Yeah, yeah that's why it's so hard yeah. to win a championship in minor league baseball. Yeah. You know, because you know so many player transitions. Well, then why don't you just go to the side of the Savannah Bananas and just <laughs> don't even try to win a, a championship? You yeah. just you get out there and you just goof around a lot. Yeah. Well, we try and goof around <laughs> as much as we can. Well, not uh, like them though. Yeah, I know, oh, I know, yeah. I know. Oh, they, they've taken it to a whole nother level. And what Jesse Cole has done, honestly, is is quite impressive. He's it's a crazy. master marketer. Yeah. Um, you know, from our standpoint, you know, we're a little bit more traditional in that in that regard. MLB has has still has rules on how the game has to be played, and, right. you know, and all that. So 
Uh, but I, I do enjoy watching the Savannah Bananas documentaries, and everything oh. they've done is just phenomenal. It is. It's hilarious. Yes. And it's sort of like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Yeah. It's and and yep. they get away with it. That's, I know. That's the hilarious. Part. Well, I will I will tell you, I did apply. You know, they're doing that world <laughs> tour right now. Uh-huh. I, I did apply to have them come to ABC Supply Stadium. Oh. So hopefully, in the in the coming years, we can we can get them here. Even if, you know, they're not playing the sky card. When you talk about other things in the stadium, we walked up here to the Beloit Health System uh, suite, I guess you yep. call it, or clubhouse. Yep, club. Uh, and you were mentioning different things. Give people an idea of this stadium's versatility outside of baseball. Yep. We really think of ourselves as the community living room. We do 66 baseball games a year. That's the obvious side. Okay. Um, but the club up here, um, just as an example, a couple of days ago, we did a, a fundraiser for YMCA. We have a baseball, high school baseball game, you know, uh, that which was yesterday. Um, and then tonight we're actually going to be doing a, um, a uh, prom. A so, prom? Yeah, prom. We do weddings, <laughs> um, full-scale concerts, uh, business meetings. Oh, wow. Um, we had a conference for Carrie Ingredients here last year wow. uh, with over 200 attendees. Um, so, so if very you, versatile for for things that are public, like the concerts and stuff like mm-hmm. that, uh, do they go to skycarp.com and see your schedule of events outside of your regular ball games? Yes, okay. uh, we, we actually have a dedicated page on our okay. on our website for non game related events. Okay, um, information on how to call and book those events if you wanted to do. You know, our reunion here. We did a couple class reunions, you know, oh, up in the club here last year. That would be um, cool. Or like I said, a wedding or a business meeting or, or anything of that that regard. We do have information on the website. Wow. Um, and then when we have new events and we're getting ready to, to unveil a new concert-like event in the coming weeks, all that information will be housed on the website as well. And we promote it a lot through social media. Nice. How would you know where I came from in order to come to this ball game? Was I visiting family from Texas? Did I drive from Freeport? Mm-hmm. How do you know that information uh, in order to know where to market and where to tell people about the ball games? Uh, through, through TDC, which is tickets.com. Okay. Um, when people purchase tickets, um, we do know where, where they are, where they come from. And, okay. and, and that gives us kind of an idea model so to speak, of who our fan is. Okay. Uh, from there, you know, we live in a digital age now um, to where Facebook you know, uh, Instagram, all, all these social platforms, mm-hmm. you can build a, a model like, you know, fan and be able to market directly to them. Gotcha. Um, so it works well for us there. And, and, you know, we can target baseball fans, but not everyone's a baseball fan either. I mean, we, we think of this place more as like, um, you know, different neighborhoods within within our park to where people can have fun outside of baseball. Well, and this could be, a, for some people, this could be a social gathering. Like there's a lot of people that go to bowling alleys that do not bowl. Right. But, but their husbands right. or their wives do, and it's a social thing for them. Sure. Well, this could be for some people just like if you would go to a local watering hole or right. the shopping center or something like that. It's not that I need to necessarily buy a whole big bag full of stuff. It's I'm getting together with my girlfriends, right. you know, that right. type of thing. Right. Um, or they could just be coming for the food and the drink and pay no attention to the game. <laughs> It's entirely possible. Exactly. Well, we're sitting in the Beloit Health Systems Club right now. (laughs) You know, like this is a pretty cool space. It could work. Yeah. 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 And then we have TVs all over the place. Not all of them are all playing the baseball, you know, the baseball game. So we'll we'll put on a movie on one of them or they'll watch the Masters, you know, on the other. Interesting. You know, so it's not just about, you know, what's going on here. It's about the total experience. I'll tell you the one thing. When you were on with Aaron Wilson on TV 23 for my son's last day. 
Mm -hmm. just moved him last week to uh, yep. Denver, Colorado. The thing that kept coming out in those breaks from that morning is your community commitment. Yes. That it's not just about baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, Diane Hendricks, granted, has done so much for the Beloit area and the southern Wisconsin area. And this is just one of those things with the ABC Supply Stadium. Mm -hmm. But um, you help people with fundraisers yep. and your outreach. Maybe other people are doing it, but you're talking about it. Right. And I think that is a little bit of a difference. Yeah, no, I think it's important to talk about. You know, Quentin Rishi Studer, uh, th those are our primary owners. Yes. Uh, I mean, they're they're completely committed to the community. Um, Quint has had, he spent 30 years of his career in Janesville. Okay. Um, so the majority of all of his, his kids, you know, still live here and still live in the area and have ties to, to a lot of different programs. Um, but Quint has publicly said more than once, you know, that this 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 team here is a community team mm -hmm. so nothing out of the bottom line is ever going to leave this area donations are, are, are common whether it be mm -hmm. in-kind donations or cash donations mm -hmm. um our half of our concession stands are run by nonprofit organizations oh, wow so they can make a percentage off off of their sales for that day um our parking lots are run exclusively by nonprofits. wow um, so that that makes it really cool and easy, yeah. and we also have programs like our ticket-based fundraising uh, program, to where NPOs and, and little leagues and all these other uh, organizations can sell our tickets and make a portion of those of those proceeds. Uh, Good for you. Too. That is that is really thinking out of the box. It really yeah. is. Well, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've been in, in uh, sports now for 18 years. Good for um, you. And um, I've been all over the country, and you know, and it's nice to to learn and, and grow from different programs. When you say sports, is it strictly baseball? <clears throat> Yes, for me, for me, yes. I almost okay. got out of baseball a couple times. What would I know. Make you I, think of that? I, well, you know, it was just a good opportunity. It was almost <laughs> hockey. I, I almost went to oh, hockey. Wow, wow. Um, you know, th that was a long, long time ago, though. And uh, after I, I didn't do that, um, I was actually, I, I, you know, I, I was thanking my lucky stars. You know, I, I love baseball. Baseball mm -hmm. has been my my sport, and I played in college. You know, um, yep. I'm from Chicago, so it's. It was it was fun to play, but then be able to parlay that into a career um, yep. was phenomenal. No, no, I mean that's that's one of the great things about uh, having Quint Studer as an as an owner. Mm -hmm. He really believes in that and that kind of thing. And what do they say? Your network is your net worth. It you is. Know? Oh yeah. Oh and, my. Um, Quint, Quint's network in the throughout all throughout this area is extensive. You and, know, and, so and he's not just in this area, is he? He doesn't he own another ball club? He does. Okay. He, he does. So Quint is originally from Lagrange, Illinois. Okay. Um, spent 30 years of his career, um, you know, in Janesville, but he lives full time in Pensacola. Oh, um, and he owns the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's our that's our sister club. Okay. And the Blue Wahoos are widely widely known as one of the top tier franchises in all of minor league baseball. That's going to lend me right into tossing you a softball, no pun intended. <laughs> Not only for the Wahoos, the Blue Wahoos, is it? Yeah, the Pensacola okay. Blue Wahoos. Yeah, yeah. God forbid you have another color Wahoo, <laughs> and also. Uh, the Sky Carp. Tell me the story because we're only in our second season, right, and you can't right. assume that everybody knows. Right? How did we go from the Beloit Snappers to the Beloit Sky Carp? Yeah. So um, it, it's a honestly an unbelievable story. Two and a half years ago, um, Major League Baseball decided to restructure how the minor leagues worked. So previous to that that restructuring, minor league baseball and Major League Baseball were they had an operating agreement between the two. But they were not the same thing. Um, they were they were separately run and operated. Hmm. Um, but Major League Baseball um, decided to let that that contract expire and then restructure all of Minor League Baseball, swallowing it. 
pretty much, and, and now running it. Um, so that, is, that, um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, long term, it's a very good thing. Okay. All um, right. You know, at the time, it, it was it was a pretty crazy, crazy time for, to be in minor league baseball because we didn't know if we would have a franchise the next year. Oh. That was that was the tough part because w- yeah. one of the things Major League Baseball wanted to do was restructure things to where you know the travel is closer, oh. um, and then also you know be able to just uh, be able to house the players and, and be able to take care of them better. Okay. You know. All right. So I totally understand that that side. You yeah, know, looks completely. looks good on paper. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but um, as a result, forty different franchises across the country lost their affiliation. So they, they downsized from six affiliates for each team to four affiliates. So when you say you lose their affiliation, you close your doors? Not necessarily. Okay. Can you still play without an affiliation as a, as a free agent farm club? You can. There is okay. independent baseball. Okay. And, right. and Major League Baseball also did another thing, which was, which was a really great idea. They created a draft league. So some of these franchises um, that aren't officially, you know, affiliated with a big league team mm-hmm. are now draft league teams. So what that means is, you know, scouts will go out and talk to college players um, yeah. that aren't drafted yet and have them play in an organized league. Yeah. You know, to where they can easily scout and, and, yeah. and those kinds of things. I could see that. Yeah. So that, that's worked out really well for some. So how did you in southern Wisconsin end up being an affiliate of the Miami Marlins? I mean, so, why, why not Brewers? Why not Cubs? Why not White Sox? Why not somebody closer? I don't know yeah. how that works. So the, the big league team got to choose. Okay. Um, and it was almost like a priority list. Who, who, who do you want? You know, like who, who do you want to work with? Okay. And Beloit, we know what the old Pullman field was slated for elimination. Mm, very much so. so. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thank God for, for Quint and Diane, you know, mm-hmm. because they, they saved baseball. In, in Beloit, in this area. Wow. Um, they, they flew out to New York um, and, and spoke to Major League Baseball directly and said, hey, if we get this new stadium built, can you know, are we going to be able to keep an affiliation? They agreed to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so the rest is kind of history. I mean, they built they built beautiful ABC Supply Stadium, which we're sitting in right now, mm-hmm. um, and secured a, a long-term, you know, uh, contract for, for Major League affiliation. Well, and also good for the city. One, it's sort of nice to be next to the river. Yeah. That, that's sort of sexy. Downtown. Yeah. You know? And downtown, because if we want to park in one place and you walk just a little bit to go get dinner, mm-hmm. and then you walk just a little bit to come to the ballpark, and yeah. then if you want to, you walk that same little bit to go back to the bars afterwards. Right. You could do that. Yeah. yeah Walkability is huge. Yeah. And that is, I think, what they're trying to do more and more with downtown. But when you've got stable brick and mortar and you still have walkability, ooh, that's huge. It's been awesome. I mean, I think there's something like a thousand parking spaces within a 10-minute walk Very of nice. our facility. Very nice. Um, so it's it's been phenomenal in that regard. So. Um, you know, after Diane and uh, and Quint, you know, went out and, and secured that that affiliation, um, the, the conversation then switched to what what should be our you know our, our new moniker. You know, we needed a fresh start. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to our logos, our our name, we uh, reached out to a company called Brandios. They do, geez, I would probably say ninety nine percent of all rebrands in minor league baseball. Wow. So some some of the team names like the Hartford Yard Goats. And the, and the El Paso Chihuahuas and not and, their first rodeo, right? Exactly. <laughs> they've done they've done a lot of these. You know the Rocket City Trash Pandas. Um, wow. You know, so okay. they've they've done these rebrands and they've done them successfully. Um, and they're, it's not only a great way to reintroduce some something to the community, but mm-hmm. it's also great for merchandise sales and, and those kinds of things to, to to be able to do that. Always fresh. So Brandios came to to Beloit. 
Um, they did a lot of research on the on the surrounding area. They they want to make sure it connects to mm-hmm. the community. Yeah. And and re- one of the real things that that Beloit's been doing over the last ten years is is rebuilding. You know, it's rebuilding the downtown. The you know? highways. Yeah. Every, everything you could possibly touch or see. Yeah. Has been. I mean, look at Ironworks. Right. Come it's phenomenal. On. It's unbelievable. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and it's and it's far reaching. I mean, yeah. as far as Ironworks is concerned, it's not just events and office space, but it's so much more right on a little you know if i'm going to put a little rock in your in your uh in your shoe uh you're going to notice it yeah but yeah. if i try to put a rock the size of a baseball in there right. it's a little hard to do right and that's what they've done so collectively it's it's just a cool feeling in Beloit anymore yeah. it really is yeah yeah well the business yeah. community here is, is really committed and wants to wants to have a situation where talent oh. doesn't leave oh and they're grabbing you know? onto the shirt tails right yeah right so we want to create that vibrancy that that young people want to live and and work here right so how did brandios help you with the renaming yeah, so Brandios um, came up with uh, five or six different monikers and names, all oh. of which that were community fits that that talked about that story. Okay. But when we when we came to it, you know, we, we once we had those monikers, we, we did allow the uh, the community to choose the name. Okay. Um, so we did a vote, a public vote for that. So what's your official definition of a sky carp? I think I know what it is, but yep. what's what's the official <laughs> propaganda for for a sky carp? So a sky carp is a goose. <laughs> Um, that's the simple answer. Yeah, that's the simple answer. But <laughs> it's, you know, th- these uh, the geese in this area do not fly south no. for the winter. No. So that's what that's what we, we want for people here in Beloit. You know, we don't want them leaving Beloit. Mm-hmm. And people don't want to leave Beloit. I mean, like, I moved here specifically because of the vibrancy and, and, and what we have here. Okay. So a, a, a sky carp is a goose that does not fly south for the winter because it can't <laughs> stand the thought of leaving Beloit. That's hilarious. You're drawing the parallel between them and people? Yes. Wow. All right. So here, this is the ignorance in me. I get the scarf that's on the logo. Yeah. I get that. But why the wrench? The wrench is specifically for Fairbanks Morse and the blue collar background of this town. Wow. Fairbanks Morse was a customer of mine for 25 years. Yep. Bill Blazing. Oh yeah. my, that's a cool connection. Yeah, and we do a co- really cool promotion each day too—a flag raising from a veteran. Oh. Um, we're going to be doing a USS Beloit night um, for the the christening of the yeah. USS Beloit last year. Nice. So we have a custom jersey for that. It's it's going to be a really really cool night. Wow. Do you guys do many custom jerseys? Yeah, we we I think we have four or five different ones. Because I know hockey's big into that, but I, yeah. I I've never seen baseball be. You know, just over the top, big into it, mm-hmm. but maybe it's evolving. We let's see. We do a Star Wars jersey. We're doing a <laughs> okay. USS Beloit jersey. We're doing a first responders, you know, fundraiser jersey. Okay. All right. Um, and then we're also uh, adding a Make a Wish night nice. for later in August, and we're wow. going to do a custom jersey for that too. So now you being in your second season and obviously doing things right, or at least from the spectators' point of view. Obviously well, thank you. The, the, well, Appreciate the, it. But, you know, it takes a lot. There's a lot of balls on a moving table when you do these kinds of events. Right. So I'm sure there's hiccups and stuff like that, but you smoothly go through them. And some people don't. Keep that in mind, because <laughs> and you can see it depending on where you go. But are there people now that you've got their attention and they're knocking on your door saying, can we be a part of this somehow? Yes. Okay. We, we have a ton of momentum. Right good, now, good, good. Last good. year, uh, we were fortunate enough to set an all-time attendance record for all you know Beloit baseball. And Beloit baseball uh, has been affiliated. There's been a professional affiliated baseball here since 1982, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I was born in 1982. <laughs> Um, so, you know, we, we, we set a lot of uh, a great momentum by, by breaking the uh, attendance record last year for average and overall. I graduated from college in 82. So just, <laughs> just a little bit of a reference there. Yeah, there So you, you can throw out all the kinds of numbers you want to, but it's like, really? Are you kidding me? Right. It's, it's, it's sort of still, when you consider other baseball franchises, in, in your in your infancy when you right. really think about it yep and then with the rebranding and the new stadium it's it, fresh start it, yeah. it, it well you're sort of like a walking toddler and you, right. you sort of have to get your bearings but you got your bearings really quick in my opinion i, well, I thank think, you i yeah. think you did I really mean, well we work we work really really hard um the staff here is phenomenal mm-hmm. um so we've we've put some of those building blocks in place and the, and the good news is here too we broke that attendance record last year we're going to break it again this year. Yeah. We're probably going to break it for the next three or four or five years. And you've got a 52% women spectator statistic. We do. So we do. Not I only, love that. Not only are you bringing in the numbers, but I would have never guessed that there's just a little bit more than half of females. Yeah. Well, that's good because females are decision makers in they, households. They are. They are. You know, at least they are in my household. <laughs> you know, they so uh, that, that's good. That's yeah. Good. Honey, honey, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, you know, it's pretty much whatever <laughs> you think. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm, That's I'm not hilarious. That decision. Wow. Do you see something in your crystal ball that you hope to be an addition to this, whether it be a, a new business a block and a half away or something like that? Is there anything like that in the works? Well, right now, um, the, the, the outlook for this summer is, is tremendously positive. Mm-hmm. You know, we've added... Um, you know, people to our staff that are helping us drive those those key those key factors. So our group sales outlook right now is more positive than last year, and we were sold out of all of our group spaces from oh. June fifteenth on last year. Oh man! So it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to get a group a group ticket, you know, here, which is awesome. It's a great problem to have. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, and we're we're building more and more and more of that the momentum. We're trying to capitalize on it as much as we can. So Good from an attendance you. standpoint, I'm I'm very optimistic. Good for you. From a non traditional um, events standpoint, I would love you know to to get to a point within a couple of years to where we're hosting three to four major events here a year. Okay. You know, last year we hosted Jeff Dunham, the, the comedy oh, show. He's hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we had 4,500 people here in did, attendance. It was, it was for the, great. For, for that night, did you serve only food on a stick? Is that what you did <laughs> <laughs> with this jalapeno on a stick thing? <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah, it, no we, we tried to open up as much as we, as much as we could. But, yeah, no, it, it was yeah. really, really fun. That would sort of be funny if you only had jalapenos on a stick and peanuts. That's it. <laughs> for food. It's like, why? Why so limited? Come on, yeah. man. It's Jeff Dunham. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Have you guys uh, had at your disposal bringing in former players from either Brewers or White Sox or Cubs or St. Louis Cardinals or wherever for a sort of autograph signing, pat on the back, hey, type, remember me type of event right. for somebody? Yeah, no, we're, we're totally open to those those ideas. A lot of teams have done that. Yeah, um, We are actually in the process of, of uh, getting Josh Sitton Mm-hmm. Out here from the Packers. Okay. He was inducted into their Hall of Fame you mm-hmm. know, this past year. He's also a friend of Quince. Nice. So um, we would love to get him out here. Mm-hmm. And once we have, um, you know, some of those situations where, you know, our, our guys, you know, a couple of years from now, maybe get into the big leagues and, mm-hmm. and some of those top performers, we would love to, you know, bring a lot of those guys back. Yeah. They'll you know, pay it. Boy. Yeah. yeah. They'll pay it back. Sure. Yeah. They sure. absolutely will. Wow. Good for you. Well, I'm really glad we had this chance to get the history before the ball game. 
and get it from the horse's mouth. That yeah, was well, well. very, very nice. And thank you, Holly, for being able to feed us some statistics and stuff for us to work on. This has been a little bit of a non-traditional situation for Life's 3x5's podcast in that we have an interview with the people that are here at the facility just to be able to get the behind the scenes. His name is Zach Brockman, and we are at the Sky Carp Baseball Stadium, the ABC Supply Stadium in Beloit, Wisconsin, and we will be back with the first pitch right after this. Join us for another exciting summer of music on the mall at the Edbrook Shopping Center. Just a few of the bands include That Girl, River Road Trio, Soul to Soul, and Dirty Fishnet Stockings. Thanks to our presenting sponsors of Lucha Cantina, Cork Keg and Spirits, and WIFR TV 23. Join us Friday nights at 6.30. Arrive early and bring your chairs. Welcome back to Life's 3x5's podcast, and we are at the Sky Carp Stadium. Can, at- I, can I just say welcome if it's your first time? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. It is your first time? No, no, no. Well, it's my first time at the Sky Carps, but if it's your first time listening to our podcast, oh, yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. And by yeah, the yeah. way, I'm Liz Wilderboyer. And I'm Tim Larson. How are you? Great. We are sitting at the uh, Boyd Health System Club. <laughs> And right above home plate. We are right smack there in the yeah. middle. And it's so uh, cool. just to sort of give you a little background, we've already done the first pitch, but to give you a little bit of a background, uh, we are at the ABC Supply Stadium in Beloit, Wisconsin, just over the Illinois line. Mm-hmm. And this is only their second season. It's a beautiful stadium. It they is. are off to a winning start. The Sky Carper in first place. And today they're playing the Whitecaps from West Michigan. Oh, that's I, cool. Yeah. And I've already met a couple of people from their video team. Uh-huh. Very, very nice people. And today we have a very thick crowd. <laughs> because a young it's, crowd. It is, because it's <laughs> education day today. I love it. And here we are in the middle of the day, and I think at game time the temperature was 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to hopefully get up to about 62 today. I think the sun's going to help when it gets over the top of these balconies, but uh, it, it could be a little frigid for us for most of the show. Yeah, yeah. I was not quite prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. Do you need your mittens? I probably will, but I didn't bring them. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, it was the sun is shining for the first time in like forever. It feels yeah. like forever and I walked outside today and I'm like oh it's beautiful what a great day for a ball game you know let's play too says Ernie Banks exactly right and and then I thought oh this is perfect so I've got my sweatshirt on I got long sleeves underneath my jeans my hat my sunglasses and I'm thinking oh it's great I walk out here and the breeze is blowing and it is cold and we're in the shade and we're in the shade darn it and we ordered up old-fashioned slushes Mm, which really yeah. sort of adds to the little frigidness I of it all. I won't be drinking that this time. Yeah, I will be waiting until the what. game is over and the yeah. sun is shining. But I'll tell you what this is reminiscent of. It is very reminiscent of those bourbon slushes that we had at Whiskey Acres in DeKalb. Oh, I was going to say opening day at Wrigley Field at the Cubs game. You know, I've never been to an opening day. Are you day. serious? I oh, never have. Oh, boy. I'll tell you, it can either be wonderful or it can be frigid. I have been bundled up in a snowsuit and oh, a blanket. Yeah. Easy. I mean, not crazy. hard to believe. I've no. been to opening week, but I've never okay. been to an opening day. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I've already got uh, two tickets for, uh, I think, uh, July and August at Wrigley Field. Oh, that'll be cool. So I'm really looking forward to it. I go with Canterbury Bus Tours. Ball ball coming back. Boom. Oh, you should be um, a call. Uh, what do they call her? A spo- sports caller. Sports <laughs> announcer. Uh, you know. Color. A play-by-play. Yeah, color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, Canterbury group and Janet 
they literally drop you at the curb, uh-huh. right where the Billy Williams statue is. Oh, and yep. afterwards, they pick you up at the curb. So there are zero hassles. And you could drink your way through the ball game, and it doesn't matter because you're not driving. Yeah. You yeah. know, you mentioned Billy Williams. I have a story about Billy Williams. Oh, I'd love it. He is the one that taught me how to throw a baseball. Come and on. I never knew who he was. I really didn't know who Aww. he was until after I left Rockford. He's great. No idea. Yeah. He's a really good really guy. Really good guy. So he it was really back is. in uh, probably 1990 or 91. So how did that happen? Uh, well, we were doing well, way back then. It was the Rockford Expos. Oh, sure. You know? so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, as the radio station, were doing stuff. Oh, there goes somebody. <laughs> hey, I got to ask you, first of all, <laughs> before I tell the story, what color are we? Which one are we? <laughs> Who are we? Are we out on the field or are we batting? No, we're in the field. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> what uh, color are we? Well, you're either a black jersey or you're a blue jersey. No, I get it. I get it. So this I is going to be an interesting time today. Anyway, back yeah, to the ball because, game. So I'm because walking. when somebody hits a ball, you go, oh, there goes somebody. Well, <laughs> I didn't know who it was. So let me guess. Let me guess. You've never called a baseball game before, have you? I have you? never called no. a baseball okay. game. Baseball was, right. I was never, sports was really not my thing. Like no? playing sports. No, I played tennis and I did track but I didn't play a ball game well that certainly counts yeah but I didn't I don't know much about sports I mean I really don't know much about baseball I know more about baseball than I do football football is foreign to me okay but I'm still kind of learning it but anyway you know I'll tell you with the sports in general oh did he steal or did he get him out he got him out he got him out nice knocked him over but got him out wow he's still down that's not good oh and his helmet's off yeah he's face down you know, this episode of Life's 3x5s is going to be interrupted a thousand times, so just be prepared by that. <laughs> yeah, squirrel, ball, there we because, go, yeah. Because we won't be able to get a full story in before somebody makes a hit or an out yeah. or a fly ball or whatever the case may be. So anyway, we were there <laughs> doing a promotion for the Rockford Expos, and Billy Williams was there. Now, again, I didn't know who this was, and I had to keep looking at my notes to see who he was. I, I had no clue. Oh. I, I'm not, baseball was not in my DNA. I, yeah. I have no clue. Yeah. So they're telling all of us jocks that we get to go throw out the first pitch at the little ball field. And I'm like, I have no clue how to throw. I mean, I can throw it underhand, but I had no idea how to throw it overhand. So right. he's showing me how to throw it and overhand. And you don't want to end up on those horrible throw oh, reels. Oh, I did. I did. I was on a horrible throw reel, I'm sure. If anybody had it way back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but at least that's minor league baseball. Exactly. You know, you weren't doing it at Wrigley Field or Miller right. Park. Right. Um, exactly. I, I do have a, um, a, a a sort of an associated story to that. Okay. Um, Lisa Fielding, one of our good friends from radio, brilliant broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called the games for the Rockford Expos, and it, down in Marinelli Field uh-huh. in the and 1990s. And that's where we were. Yeah. And she went to the extent of recording certain sound effects on cart, and she would haul all those up to the broadcast yep. booth. And whenever they would go out to the mound and they would discuss what they're going to do, you know, she would do the same type of thing that Charlie Sheen did in Major League, the, the film. Okay. And she would play all these sound effects and make the crowd believe that they were out there discussing what they were going to have for dinner that night. Isn't that funny? Oh, Isn't hilarious. That funny? And, to, and the idea that she pulled it off. 
Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So hey, that's my Rockford Expo story. Speaking of, of Charlie Sheen and that movie, what did you call it? What Major League. It? Major League. Can you name at least 10 other movies that all have to do with baseball? Because I've got a little list here. I well, was thinking about this the other night. Well, The Natural, which was oh, Robert I did not, Redford. I did not put that one down. Okay. Um, there was something, I can't remember the exact title, but it was with Clint Eastwood, and it's something, The Curve? That's exactly what, Trouble with the Curve. Trouble with the Curve. Yep, yeah, I had yeah, that yeah. one. Yep. And then there was one with um, the little boy at Wrigley Field. Was it called The Rookie? The Rookie, you are correct. Okay. That's good. Rookie of the Year, actually. Okay. And then there was uh, John Goodman played Ooh. Babe Ruth, but I can't remember the title of the movie. Maybe it was just Babe, or no, that was the pig one. Ba well, <laughs> I think there was one called Babe Ruth, and I, I didn't write that one down, and I yeah. thought about that earlier. One of my absolute yep. favorite movies is 42, about Jackie Robinson. With Harrison Ford. Yeah. Do I, you know I used to get Harrison Ford and Kevin Costner mixed up? Oh, you're kidding. No, and, and they look nothing alike. No, I bet you know. they would be happy to hear that. But, <laughs> but I did. And speaking of Kevin Costner, what are the two films he was in, at least, that I can remember? Uh, well, one of them was uh, Field of Dreams. Yes. And the other, oh, God, I don't know. For the love of the game. Was that it? Was I can't that? I'm see. not sure. I can't read my, I, in the, I, my sunglasses. I also remember the one that was with Jimmy Fallon. Do you remember that, where he was an obsessed uh, Red Sox fan? Oh, that I don't remember. And I, I want to say it was with Demi, not Demi Moore. Um, who's the gal that used to be in uh, E.T. that now has a talk show host? Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore. I think it was those two. Mm, and, of course, okay. it was a balance of... Going to the ball game, keeping the relationship. He's got a fetish with the Red Sox, and of course, <laughs> she doesn't so much. And oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was a very entertaining movie. And then, um, who's the guy? He always pops up. Like Bill Murray pops up at Wrigley Field. Okay. His sister was Joan Kuzak. Uh, Kuzak, John. John Kuzak. John Kuzak. He was in a movie. Yes, he was. That was wonderful, and I can't remember the title of it. Was he the one in uh, For the Love of the Game? And Bull Durham. Bull Durham oh, was the Costner. Yeah. Was wasn't he Costner? That was that Kevin, was Kevin Costner. Costner. So I think it was, yeah. I think that was Kuzak, who may be in Love of the Game. I'll have to check that out, John Kuzak. Moneyball is another one. Remember that with Brad Pitt? Oh, yeah. That's, that's that a one. good one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sandlot Kids. Ah! And then, of course, there's Sandlot Kids 2. Well, wasn't um, was there was there one that's called Sandlot Slugger also somewhere along the line? If there is, I don't know that one. Okay. Sandlot Slugger. Okay. What about Little Big League? Oh God, these are so good. I know, you, right? You have kickstarted a binge for me. Are you ready for another one? Paul Giamatti. Remember what he was in? Uh, well, he was originally in Planet of the Apes. Well, no, <laughs> he was. I wasn't dealing with baseball. <laughs> he was. The Phenom. Don't know oh, that. Oh, you'll have to check that one out. No, too. what is that? One. That's a with it's a baseball deal yeah, movie. But what, what's, I don't, I don't what's know what the word phenom stand for. Phenomenal, the phenomenal. I don't know. I, phenom, I don't know. I'm guessing. Wow. The bench warmers, with Lovitz and David Spade. Remember no. that David Spade, John? Of course. Oh how can God. we forget a league of their own? Th uh, that was my final one. Oh my Darn God. it! And I just saw that last night. You know, one of our uh, podcast episodes was at um, the Potato Shack. 
Yes. And I was at the Potato Shack sitting at the counter about two weeks ago. Uh-huh. And you know how conversation at the counter goes about like conversation with you and I. Right. 40 different directions. <laughs> and you, you springboard off of a single word with right? something. And I can't remember what somebody said. And this guy sort of looks over his glasses and raises his eyebrows at me. Like that? Yep. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> And I'm going, well, I go, well, what did I say? I don't know. And Pete says, you you don't know what the situation is about Doug? And I go, no, I don't know if it's bad. I don't know Doug if it's who? good. I, this guy sitting oh, next Doug. to me. Okay. His mother played for the Rockford Peaches. Which one? Who was I, it? I can't remember, but it was it was the girl that, that Gina Davis... Dottie? Uh, yes. Aww, that was his mother. How sweet. It's well, you know, like, Helen on. Waddell, sis... Yeah. Helen Waddell Wyatt is the one that I know, and I got to know her pretty well way oh, back when, too. Nice, yeah. nice, very Super nice sweet. people. Super yeah. You know, and, and I know you went to Cooperstown, right? I did. Introduction to the Hall of Fame in 1954, the All-American Girls Baseball League. Oh, they've got a nice display for them. They, they really re- do. Well, really I saw part do. of it in the movie, because like I said, I just saw that movie last night. It was like, oh my gosh. The world must know, you know, <laughs> universe must know that we were coming to a ball game today because all yeah. baseball stuff was coming at me yesterday. Yeah. And that game, that show was on, so I had to watch it. And I still, we reference A League of Their Own so many times. We do. We because, do. Because it's from Rockford. Rockford. Yeah, yes. Rockford Peaches, which, you know, that, that came out in 1992, and I was not here in Rockford then. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I had yeah. no clue. I yeah. had no clue. And you clue. remember Marla Hooch? I do. Eric just, my son just interviewed her last oh, summer. sweet. And her name is Megan Cavanaugh, and that was her first acting debut, first of all. Uh-huh. And since then, she's been doing a lot of voiceover work for video games. And I she heard that. is the most personable person you would ever want to meet. Isn't that the best? It Don't is. you just love that? It is. It's really cool. And the last reference that I had, oh, was maybe three weeks ago to A League of Their Own. Oh, gosh. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, the classic is there's no quality in oh, baseball. I was gonna, just going to yeah. say, what's your favorite? Because yeah. i got to tell you that, too. Yep. But my favorite has no words. Do you remember when Tom Hanks was in the locker room and he did like a camel pee? Oh, God, yes. Yes, on. yes. And, and, and on. Madonna and on, was yes. video or timing it. She was timing it. Yeah. And Rosie O'Donnell's like, well, how long was it? Is it still going? How long is it? Let's have a so, Yeah, and it goes so and goes and goes made, and goes. We made some kind of reference to that three weeks ago. Obviously, it was at some party where there was a yeah. lot of beer going through the system. <laughs> but it's great references. By the uh, way. I was going to tell you that there's no crying in baseball. Comes up to me all the time because my husband will say something. And, and we're looking at each other. And he goes, no crying. There's no crying in such and such. No crying. When I was rowing, I was like, oh, God, I just want to quit. It hurts. So can I just stop? And Brian's like, are you whining? There's no whining. There's no whining and rowing. And then I crack up laughing. There's no crying and rowing. There's no crying there's in baseball. There's one place where you cannot use there's no crying in baseball. You cannot use it at a baseball-themed funeral. Oh, you just true. can't yeah. do it. I know. That's the one exception. Yeah, darn. By darn, the way, darn. it is our last episode of our third season. Already? It oh my is. gosh, it has flown by. We have done. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. After today, we have done 45 total shows, and uh, I think we should do some kind of a toast. Oh gosh, yes. Oh gosh, yes. And then I got a couple of uh, three by five cards, too. Okay. 
So I wow. and I've got a lot of baseball stories to tell. Thank you for the movies, by the way. That was a really that cool. cool? That's cool? a really hey, really. Hey, and cool I got to tell you a little little um, side fact, a fun fact. If you watch a league of their own, do you know what the radio station is that they're that's on the boards? No. That's around there. No. WBZE. No. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. Oh my gosh, look at that. Yep. No. WBZE. I'll have to look at that. Look for wow. that. Wow. Yep. All right, so here's a toast. You got your old fashioned? Uh, I do. Go okay. ahead. Here's to the one who will say, pull your finger oh, and actually do it every time, knowing full well what they're getting into. Oh, gosh. Cheers. Cheers to you. Oh, gosh. That who fit, gave you that one? That fits us, doesn't it? Fits you, maybe. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's funny. It is a funny one. By the way, thank you to Zach Brockman mm -hmm. and Holly Voss for uh, all the hospitality and accommodations here at the Skycarp game. Boy, Skycarp playing the West Michigan Whitecaps today. How fun is this? It is. Do you it know is. the last time I was at a game with the, with the Beloit team? It was the Beloit Snappers. Yeah. Way back when. And I have to, I say way back when because it was probably... 89 to 91, and I got to tell you, I I was I had the hots for the catcher. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find was his card. Was his name Michael, and he also played drums? <laughs> Drum, yeah. No, Michael seems to be my my phrase. Yeah. Nope, it was not. His name was not Michael. I can see his face playing his day in my head. It's so funny how I could throw Liz off into La La Land. He does. You know. You know. You it, talk about me throwing you with the La La Land with a baseball. Know, all you know. Have to do is you know. This name. is this is actually the truth. This oh is actually God. the truth. Here we go. I I could by way of conversation. Oh my. I could send Liz running to third base <laughs> instead of first base. I could. Yeah, right. I could. He could. But and then I'd be a home run baby <laughs> and a few things, too. Hey, I've got a three-by-five card here. Oh, have at it. And this is actually from Cindy in Germantown. Do you have any superstitions? Mm. We actually, my husband and I went to two games of the World Series where the Cubs won. Whoa. Yeah. And then, so we, those two games, wow. we had to do the same thing. We did, you know. Over and over, that was a yeah. superstition, yeah. and yeah. you know, even watching it on TV, so, so, my husband had to get those peanuts that so, say Cubs on it. So, do you think? Do you when you say superstition, do you think more of it? Say, I have to do something repetitive because it happened to me good when I was wearing this, or is it avoiding something? I don't know. A superstition. Okay. You take take your pick, I guess. Okay. Superstitions, I would say, you know, like. Like some baseball players or whatever, if they're winning, they wear the same socks or yeah, they yeah, do yeah, something yeah. like that yeah. or, I, you know, I cross am, your fingers. I am typically not superstition. Uh, I don't go under a ladder. Is, yeah, especially the whole ladder and mirrors and all that stuff. I, I, I don't really pay that much attention to it. Now, I don't go under a, under a ladder. You don't? That, I don't. I will not. I don't. For some reason, I don't. And I do hmm. hold my breath when I go under a bridge. I try anyway. Or, or you honk. Do you, know, do you know what people do when you talk about holding breath? I know they drive really slow so that you're holding breath no, forever. No, they oh. hold breath when they go by cemeteries. Oh, no, we played a game. We always go zip. That's never, that's a whole other game. It is. Yeah. I know. It's a horse thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a whole, yeah, whole yeah, other yeah. game with yeah. that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And don't, I cross my fingers <laughs> for good luck. Well, yeah, but... But I own the black cat, so I don't care about the black cat But crap. isn't that just awkward just to cross your... I don't know. I, I literally... Can, I can well, I can't at, really can't. even cross my fingers well. Look at that. Oh, my God. Cross You're, all of them. Then you, you can cross the cross ones. 
<laughs> you 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 look like you have major arthritis. But I don't. Oh, but I crossed. don't. But I don't. That's, I, anyway, so that's something. I, I so. guess, Thank uh, you, Cindy. I appreciate that I one. Guess, I guess the only superstition thing would be I, I will wear the same cap to certain things. Okay. But not in the name of superstition. It's sort of in the name of... Of good luck? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I call that yes, a superstition yes. then. And, I, and I'll tell you too. Sports, in general, does mm-hmm. not matter what it is. Football, mm-hmm. soccer, baseball, basketball, does not matter. Okay. It is the easiest thing for people to belong to. Literally. Okay. Literally. Because of being a team, like belonging to a team no, or no, cheering no, for a team. No, no, no. Literally, no. Well, sort of. You go down to the gift <clears throat> shop and you grab a sweatshirt and a cap and you are in. That's all it takes. Squirrel, and all this, I like this song. <laughs> And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, you're part of a, a really gigantic community. That's and true. how many times That's have true. you gone to a store or down the street and you got a Cubs cap on, and somebody just randomly because you're wearing something says "Go Cubs"? Uh, that's never happened to me. You're lying. No, I'm not. That's never happened. That to me. happens all the time to me. I swear. Well, so you're wear- you time. are wearing an inaugural season. Beloit Skycarp hat. So do people say, go Skycarp? No. No? Okay. No, no, it's Cubs. Cubs, Cubs, Cubs. It's like when you drive a Jeep. Like oh, yeah. A, like oh, yeah. And Wrangler, then you see. They wave. Oh, it's now the, see it's that. The Jeep I don't know. Wave. Okay. Well, you're, I don't you know don't have a, a Wrangler. I have a Jeep, though. Yeah, but you don't have a Wrangler. Okay. I'm just telling you. Well, I know, because I got a little miffed that I didn't get, what is it, ducked or whatever they are. The, <laughs> what are they? You, what, what's the little thing that they put on your Jeep? <laughs> Oh, I have I was, no idea where ask, you're going. Well, there's little things when you get, you know, you get a Jeep and Jeep people, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. What's that little, let's, what's that little thing they put on your car? You get, I don't know what it is. If you get ducked or you get something or other, it's a little stuffed something or other. I have no idea. I'm going to look it up is and it tell like you, but it's true. Is it like a scarlet letter of some sort? No, all right, no, all not right. the ones that I've seen. Okay. But all Jeep right. people understand. Okay. Well, I had a Jeep. <laughs> I just don't know about this. That was my midlife crisis. Was it really? Oh, big time. A Jeep? Oh, big time. What kind and, of Jeep? And that, a Wrangler. Oh. And that was when I had the company van. So I could haul oh, stuff yeah. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't yeah. really care. So I ended right. up getting this Jeep. And then the van went south on me. So then I'm in this Jeep and I can't haul stuff. Oh. And I'm going, I can't get rid of this damn thing quick enough. <laughs> really? And I traded it in for a Honda Odyssey because now I can haul stuff all over the place. True. And I still love my Jeep. I have my Jeep. I love it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a midlife crisis. It really was. Oh, hey, what are they doing? Oh, they're throwing shirts. Hey, all the way up here. <laughs> no, it's all the kids. Look at those kids. I love it. Oh. I love that. Oh, who got it? Oh, who got it? The kid with the back. Oh, backwards baseball cap. And what's nice is they've got uh, sections where you'll see blue and green they and d- yellow do, yeah. from the different school from representatives. Okay. And uh, when I was setting up the equipment, uh-huh. I counted 26 buses. Well, I believe it because I followed two of them here. Come, in, come into this back, yeah. Oh, look at they're all on screen, too. Yeah, they really stir it up. That's nice. Whatever happened to the guns? Remember when they used to shoot the T-shirts out of guns? Yep, yep, yep. I'm surprised they don't have them. Well, maybe they cost money and you I, didn't have them. Here, I you miss know? that. Well, I know they have them at the uh, concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, wouldn't you think these T-shirts would fly by themselves? Get it? Well, they got them folded up. Sky carp. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you know what the definition of sky carp is, by the way? It's a goose. A goose? Yeah, it's a name for a goose. 
And it's so a, these are the Beloit are, geese. Yeah, well, sort of. <laughs> yeah, sort of. But but there's okay. a but there's a parallel because sky carp are geese that do not migrate. They do not go south for the winter. Oh. So they're drawing a parallel going, you know, Beloit people are sort of, you know, hardy people, and we don't go south for the winter. Gotcha. We hunker down. and. You know. uh, I would not be a sky carp. I'd be a go south for the winter bird. But yet you don't. <laughs> oh, I would if I could. Oh, let me would tell you. Oh, if I could. Okay. I would if All I right. could. We talked a little bit about Lisa Fielding with announcing the Rockford Expos. Oh, Boy, there's a shot oh. to center field. Just got over the pitcher's glove. That would have been a sweet one if he was uh, reactive oh, to like grab Gina up Davis, on that. Like Gina Davis, like Dottie did. Yeah, I, I do. I do love those reels that when um, they have certain things, whether it be great first base plays or great balls hit back to the pitchers. And they show just a little bit, but they show like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, you look those up on YouTube. Those are fantastic. That's your rabbit trail, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. It is. I go down the, the hole, hole, and then I'll see you Friday night. Yeah, That's exactly. That's sort of what that is. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I've got a lot of baseball notes uh, having to do with baseball announcers. Oh, oh look right at that. We top. almost got that ball. And that was Almost, a, you guys. And that was a foul ball based on a bunt. Wow. It came back that quick. We talk about announcers flippantly. It is a hard job. And do you, does the name Vin Scully re- remind you? Vin Scully? It's familiar, but I don't know why. He was the announcer for the Los Angeles Dodgers for 67 years. Oh, wow. Okay. And his first thing, he would say, hi, everybody. And a very pleasant good afternoon to you, wherever you may be. Aww. It's a great day for Dodger baseball. I was going to say for baseball, right? Yeah. He was fantastic. Aww. And to do it that long. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. So I'm trying to, I should know this, and I don't know it off the top of my head. And my friends from Hannibal are going to kill me and Quincy. But the well, it's announcer. nice to know who the murderers are. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they're gonna kill me because they think they think I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan and I'm a Cubs fan, so it's okay. But anyway, the announcer just passed away. Give me a moment. I know you hate when I do this anyway, but I'm looking it up anyway. I do. And while she's Tom, doing Mike what Shannon, I, no okay. clue. All right. Um, here I do have a story. Did you know that ballpark announcers, the ballpark announcers, were thrown out of a game? I think it was the <laughs> Iowa Cubs. <laughs> Minor league baseball game. The announcers the were announcers? were thrown out of a game. What did they and do? And ordered to turn off the PA system because they played the song Three Blind Mice to jab the umpires. <laughs> Is that hilarious? Oh, I love that. That's that, a good one. That's hilarious. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, so I do have to tell you his name was Mike Shannon. Mike and Shannon. Mike Shannon, yeah. Okay. And he was, um, first of all, a professional baseball player and a broadcaster with the St. Louis Cardinals. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, good, good guy. Yeah, because um, Tim McCarver did some work for them, too, uh, back in the day. And that's that's where I thought you were going. Yeah, no. I And I do remember listening to this guy beforehand, and, and he would always say at the end of his show, at the end of the show, not in the beginning, how you did the beginning, yeah. but at the end he'd always say, and we say so long for just a while. Yeah, I, I can't do it quite like he does. I think those people need their signature. Yeah, I do too. Signature things. I, do I, too. I think it's helpful. Yeah. Yep, uh, yep, by I the way, too. I learned this maybe three days ago. 
I was watching on the um, Marquee Sports Network. Did you know that the Chicago Cubs have a junior broadcasting program? No, I didn't. They do. Well, how so, cool is that? So when somebody have aspirations of being a broadcaster, they will let them up on the booth and, you know, I don't know how much they let them announce or whatever, and they give them a recording of it. And, I mean, it's nice. just the coolest thing. Here's something else I saw with inspiring people. I saw this on, um, I think it was CBS Sunday morning. I am burping like nobody's business because of this old-fashioned slush. So excuse That's me on that. That's what you get. I know. Here, pull my finger. You're I'll right. burp. Okay. <laughs> um, there was this kid that was along the third base line. And, oh, God, he was maybe eight years old. There's a fly to right field. Caught right at the warning track. Very Damn. nice. I mean, very nice for the white caps. Not so good for the sky car. Yeah. Um, but this kid was calling the game as an umpire. Oh. He had the mask. As he an had, umpire? Yes. He had the mask. He had the gear. He was dressed in black. He was standing up at his seat with his parents. He's like 10 or 11. Oh, my gosh. And he's calling the game. Well, of course, you know, when people catch wind of this and they, they see listen. him. Well, they know they and not only listen, but they, they brought him down. And the umpires were the star of that little get-together, not the ball player. Oh, my god! This kid wanted to be an umpire. He was okay. like a savant or something. He's rattling off all these stats. This damn kid knew more than most umpires. So when you're talking about umpire, like the guy right there standing next to, in the in the little circle. Yes. Okay. But, but he was in but the stands. Was, oh. Yes. I was like, how could they? How could he? They let him out? And no. calling the game like the announcer would call it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, calling the strikes and the balls like the umpire would. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and he like would that. he would play not only behind the uh, home plate umpire, but oh he'd play God. the first base umpire. So as people would, you know, run as down there. And, yeah, oh, my gosh. He would call them either safe or out. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. how fun Hilarious. that would be. Oh, hey, how fun. Hey, I do have a recommendation that has to do with baseball. Okay. You're familiar with Mike Rowe, right? Yes, I love him. He has He's a wonderful so podcast. It's called The Way I Heard It. Yep. yep. And I really encourage you to go to episode 312. Oh, gosh. It is called Big Stars, Little Stars. And it's a baseball story. I will not give it away because he does it in sort of the Paul Harvey rest of the story realm. Okay. But it is a baseball story, a very good one from 1998. That's all I'll 1998. tell you. 1998. That's all I'll tell you. Hmm. Where were you in 1998? Um, Rockford, uh, running was... Skyward Promotions. And uh, I don't know. I think I went to Yellowstone that year. I Good. think so. And oh, that's also when our son was born. Well, then you were definitely in Rockford. <laughs> yes. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. In yeah. 98, I was back in Rockford, mm. and I was on the air then at, uh, I don't remember if it was WRWC or if it changed, it was Light 103 or B103 at that point in time, but it was the station up there in the Rockton Road. Wow. I, I'm sure we did some baseball, but I don't remember what all was going on with that. And I know we took listeners to Cubs games. Oh, nice. That was fun. Look at that. Okay, so when you're at a baseball game, now this is my husband always, always has to have peanuts. Do you have to have peanuts? Is there anything that you have to have when you go to a baseball game? A hot dog. A hot dog? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chicago hot dog. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. 
And is the, that is that a hot the, dog that's loaded with everything? Is yeah, that what they call it? Yeah, and the it? sloppier the better. Really? Oh my God! Throw everything on there, but leave the pickle out. The pickle is just devil food. <laughs> I like pickles. I, I cannot stand a pickle. I oh, will funny. give you a pickle any day. Okay. Oh, I don't care what kind of pickle. So what about like popcorn, cracker jacks? Um, no, I'll, no, I'll probably do peanuts. Peanuts if it's instead a long, of cracker jacks. Yeah, it's a long-term thing. I'd probably do peanuts. Yeah. I usually like to get the nachos with the cheese. Oh, and the hot those peppers. are good. Yeah. Those are good. Did you ever see the video of the Cubs that it was chasing a foul ball down the third base line, and he caught the ball, and of course he's running crazy, so he sort of kept running, and went sort of to the brick wall where the front row of the stands are. And then just sort of picked one of the guy's nachos out of his <laughs> thing. So he caught the ball, picked the nachos, and ate, ate it, it, and went on. I did not and then, see that. And then he delivered to him <clears throat> a brand new nachos thing That's to him. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I can't remember who the player was. but oh, it was, that's funny. Yeah, it was very funny. Nachos are fun. But Cracker Jacks always reminds me of baseball. Of course, oh, yeah. Cracker Jacks always reminds me of my mom and my stepdad, Tom. Because when my mom and Tom were dating, they were watching TV. And they, you know, they would always get popcorn or Cracker Jacks because that's just, that's our family. We just yeah. have that. Yeah. Well, they had a couple boxes of Cracker Jacks and, you know, you can always get that little prize inside there. And I love when you get the little prize inside there. And my mom and, and Tom were sitting on the couch. They were eating and she opens up this little thing and, oh, and the package is open. And wouldn't you know, it's a ring. And he oh. gave her and, and proposed to her with a ring no. on the cracker in the cracker jacks. No. Yep. Yep. Wow. For sure. Wow. That was fun. That takes some forethought. Yep. Yep. He thought about it. He was good. It was wow. fun. Good. For so him. we always that was always the cracker jacks thing. I do have a Jack Buck story. Oh yes, you did say that. That um and and again I would really like to pay a little bit of tribute to the announcers because that's sort of our past. Right. And. Uh, you know, the announcers, even more so than the players, because the players come and go, but the announcers are the guys that are in your ear in the transistor radio back when we were in the 70s. They brought the game because we did not go into Milwaukee or Sox Park or Wrigley Field on a regular basis. We just didn't. We didn't have the money. So those broadcasters like Jack Brickhouse and Lou Boudreaux and stuff like Ron that. Ron and Pat, Pat and Ron. Yeah, really, really brought it to us. Well, there was a guy that I met uh, several years ago down in Dallas. His name was John O'Leary. Okay. And I knew as he was walking down the hall, something was a little amiss. Something okay. was a little different with him. Well, as he got closer to me, I see that he's a burn victim. Oh. Yeah. And, and not recent. You know, it was okay. quite some time ago. And he happened to be our motivational speaker for the day. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I hear this story through the motivational speaker uh speech that he had prepared and then other conversations that I had with him but when he was 10 years old down in St. Louis he thought it was a good idea to go out in the garage and play with gas and fire and Bad he was a combination yeah he was burned over 90% of his body oh, and they did not think he was going to survive mm. so he's laying there mm -hmm. face up in the hospital room and these very distinctive shoes, you know, because nurses yep. and doctors wear, wear very yep. soft shoes. Yep. Well, here come these dress shoes, clippity-clop, clippity-clop down the hallway. Yep. And this very distinctive voice, who is the voice of Jack Buck, oh. uh, which is the uh, Hall of Fame announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals, and his son Joe Buck mm -hmm. now does announcing anything from the Super Bowl to right. the World Series. Right, right, right. So 
This voice bends down to him and he says, don't give up, son. Fight as hard as you can because when you get out of here, we're going to have a day for you at Bush Stadium. Nice. And then he would leave. Now, he had no connection to the family. None. Mm. He read about John O'Leary in the newspaper. Wow. Yeah. So from his uh, leaving Bush Stadium after a game and going home, the hospital was on the way. So he would stop every day. Oh, that's and say sweet. That. So then after same, about... Same thing? Or yeah, you just talked to him? Okay. Yeah. So after about two or three weeks, he brought him an autographed baseball from Ozzie Smith. Okay. Oh, no. Nice. And he showed it to him. Ozzie, I love And he Ozzie. had him blink his eyes, you know, do you see what this is? It's an autographed baseball from Ozzie Smith. Yes. And he blinked his eyes. Yes, yes, yes. He says, I'll bring you another one from someone else if you write them a thank you note. Well, John didn't have any fingers. Oh. His fingers burned off. Oh. So his mom kept encouraging him to write and learn how to write again. With, but it, with but his it, fingers? With yeah, his hands? but it was hard. And of course, you know, when your mom tells you to do something. You don't want to do it. Yeah, you're a little resistant. So you need an incentive. You need a carrot on a stick. He ended up writing that thank you note somehow. Finger? Oh, wow. Somehow. Okay. You know, obviously it was bad at the beginning and good at the end. Right. So he'd bring him another baseball. Now imagine. Nice. Imagine. Nice. The players that came through St. Louis. Oh, I know. Trust me. I know. Yeah. Just by happenstance. Yeah. So he was able to get Willie Stargell and uh, uh, Steve Carlton, all these people that played for the Phillies or the Pirates or whatever. He would just tell them the story and they'd sign a ball. And then he'd write another thank you note. And then he'd bring another ball. 83 balls later. Wow. Swear to God. Jack Buck went to his graduations, both high school and college. Wow. Jack Buck stood up in his wedding. Really? Yes. You, you mentioned before when I went to Cooperstown for the Baseball Hall of Fame, uh, they also have a broadcaster's area. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. you know, Harry Carey and yep, Jack yep, Brickhouse. Yep, yep. And because of this story, um, behind the scenes thing that I knew having to do with Jack Buck, because I really didn't hear Jack Buck that much because mm-hmm. he's down in St. Louis. Right. I got the chills when I saw his display in the Hall of Fame. Like, I cannot explain. It just, it was just. because you knew all this, the I background, know. his good stuff. I know. His good stuff. And another one that I had a real connection to, having nothing to do with Wrigley Field, was Mel Allen. Does that name ring a bell to you at all? It really shouldn't. It doesn't. Be- because Mel Allen. <laughs> Remember, I'm the one that doesn't know anything about baseball. Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. But Mel Allen was the broadcaster for the New York Yankees. Now, my friend Jeff Dorsey would know that right off the top of his head. Well, here's how I know him is because Mel Allen later on ended up doing a nationwide Saturday morning highlights program called This Week in Baseball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they would write his intro in rhyming poetry. Oh, funny. So it's hilarious to hear this broadcaster sort of. Doing a, yeah, doing a literary, you know, big presentation to baseball highlights. That's funny. Yeah, oh, that's sort of funny. Fun. So that's my story about Jack Vaughn. I like that. I like that. Okay, what are we dancing? We're doing some kind of dance thing? Good, because it'll keep me warm. I need to move around a little bit. <laughs> oh, look. Oh, they're following. Oh, no, they're up on their little stage. Look. Oh, nice. And all the kids on this big screen. They're all trying to get on the big screen. Look at them on the big screen. I love that. This would be cool if I was a student. Look, it's he's right down there. I'll tell you, there's a big crowd today. There really is. This is nice. Yeah. Look, I'm 
sure we had something like this when we were in school. I just don't remember it. Are you familiar with the Savannah, Georgia bananas? Savannah bananas? <laughs> you familiar with them, are you? I should be. They are an amazing baseball team that if you could imagine this baseball game uh-huh. messed with the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, my gosh. How fun. Yeah. Okay. They goof around. The entire time. Savannah Bananas. Okay. I'll have to look that one up. And uh, they have started touring. They will take the team and tour and play in other ball clubs. Oh, that's fun. So uh, Zach had told me that the Sky Carp has put in a bid for them to be able to come to Beloit. Oh, how fun. So listen, if you see or know of of Savannah Bananas coming up this direction in Illinois and Missouri, or Illinois, Missouri, you got me talking about Missouri and (laughs) Illinois now. On Wisconsin and Illinois, yeah. and you got to make plans to be here. This is really, really a nice stadium. Yeah, it's really well done. Diane Hendricks has has done so much for the city of Beloit, and uh, you know she was part. Her and her husband was part of the ABC Supply, so that's where the financial support all comes from. But she's done highways and the ironworks, which we've done, we've done a podcast episode. in. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's just a lot of very, very positive influence. And this is a beautiful place. And I see a spot over there with tables and chairs that you can have, you know, food over there. And then picnic tables over here right next to the Deck Deck Goose. <laughs> yeah. I love that Deck Deck Goose instead of Duck Duck Goose. By the way, uh, Savannah Bananas, yes. they have a five-year waiting list for tickets. Really? It's that popular. Oh my gosh, I had no idea. Did you ever live in a city that had a minor league baseball team besides Rockford and and the Beloit area? Like down in Missouri or Buffalo? Memphis. Memphis too? Remember what they were called? I had No? no idea. We had one when I was in Charleston, West Virginia. They were creatively called the Charleston Charlies. God. That was it. And you know how the New York Mets used to have, I'm sure they still do the retro thing, where it's a great, big, gigantic, baseball-headed mascot. That's what the Charleston Charlies had. Oh, funny. Just a great, big bobblehead. I am sniffling like crazy. Are you? Yeah. Do I'm going to have to go take a break so I can get a Kleenex. Do you need a blanket? <laughs> I might until I can get in the sunshine, but I am going to take a quick break and go get a, a tissue. Okay. So. okay. And in the, me- in the meanwhile, I will run down sort of my little bit of list having to do with broadcasters that sort of meant a lot to me as I was growing up in the 70s and listening to Cubs games. Jack Brickhouse, of course, and of course they all have these slogans. Jack's was, hey, hey! And then, you know, it sort of blended into Lou Boudreaux. Lou Boudreaux was kissing goodbye. I didn't realize, and maybe I knew this before but had forgotten about it, but I relearned it when the Cubs were playing the Cleveland Indians in the World Series in 2016 um, that Lou Boudreaux was a Cleveland Indian shortstop. I did not realize that. Uh, Vince Lloyd was another announcer that I remember uh, being very close to with bringing us the games out of Wrigley Field. Uh, Harry Carey, of course, his phrase is holy cow. Uh, Steve Stone, Pat Hughes. Pat Hughes is a walking encyclopedia for baseball. He's won every uh, pat on the shoulder that baseball has to offer. His color guy was Ron Sano, which was one of my absolute favorite players back in the late 60s and early 70s. When you go around the infield, it would be Ron Sano and Don Kessinger, Glenn Beckert, Ernie Banks, sometimes Joe Papatone, behind the plate, Randy Hundley, of course, Fergie Jenkins, and 
um, Ken Holtzman, Mil Pappas. In the outfield was usually Billy Williams, Rick Monday, Johnny Callison, um, Jim Hickman. Oh, just, it brings back great memories. And then uh, when Ron Sano gave up the color side along Pat Hughes, it was Ron Coomer. And I never knew Ron Coomer as a player. Uh, Len Casper was also an announcer that had some influence at the Chicago Cubs. And then there was an announcer who I ended up sharing a locker room with in 2013. And this was right after he finished his career, which was 2011-2013. He was two lockers from me, and that was Keith Moreland. And we did that in 2013 for Randy Hulley's Cubs Fantasy Camp in Mesa, Arizona. And honestly, I've done a lot of vacations with a lot of different people and a lot of different things over my life. But that fantasy baseball group was the most welcoming group of people I have ever been a part of. And that's above any church activities I've been to. That's above any Boy Scout activities I've been to. They were the most welcoming, great people that I've ever been a part of. And thank goodness I was uh, grateful to have a team back uh, in, uh, in Rockford that I could uh, turn off the switch and focus completely for that week on playing baseball. It was really sharp. So anyway, that's my list. Welcome back, Liz. Thank you. How's your nose? My nose is much better. You know, hardly do I ever way. ask about parts of your body. <laughs> but I was I was actually concerned because you were gone a while. Well, I'm there going, were a lot of people in there, and I couldn't get in the stalls to get a tissue. Oh. <laughs> there were a lot of people in the restroom. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just wait. Did you just yeah. go to the drinking fountain and just do sort of a, just a complete no, wash? <laughs> no, I went and got oh, tissue. No, I'm kidding oh. you. I'm kidding you. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Adams family. It is the Adams I family. I love that. You know, I that's the one thing that I really liked about baseball and about coming to the live games was all the sound effects. They're just goofy and all about the, it. Yes, and all the little the noises and the woo woo. Yeah. You the, know, the my sounds. my favorite is when they play the theme song from the Munsters. The Munsters. Yeah. I don't I like, remember that one. I like that one. I like the Adams family one yeah. too. That was cool. I've got a. Um, Three by five card here. Oh, you do? Has, okay. It has nothing to do with baseball. Oh, well, that neither the superstitions. This is Cindy's okay. didn't either, so this it's is, okay. <laughs> this is from Lug. Lug? L-U-G, like lug nut. Oh, This funny. is from Lug in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, fun. So, okay. So I'm sure there's some explaining oh. to do. Oh, high fly to second base. And He's waving he everybody else, and he got it. Right. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, where's that cowbell? Somebody's ringing a cowbell. Yeah. The field looks beautiful, by the way. Isn't it gorgeous? It does. That was another line in the um, A League of Their Own. And I forgot what he said. Like, hot, hey, cow pies or cowbells or whatever. See the grass out there? Don't eat it. You know, that's grass out there. Don't eat it. Or something like that. It was just kind of funny. It cracked me up. (laughs) All right. So here's a three by five by Lug in Omaha, Nebraska. Would you rather go up to your elbow and, you know, stick your hand up and elbow, okay. up to your elbow in fish slime or dog slobber? Dog slobber. Would you really? Yeah. Wow. 
I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so I've know, already done that. So you so know it's no not deal. so bad? Yeah, it's not so bad. Dog slobber. I have no idea what fish slime is. Guts? Fish guts? Yeah, fish guts, no, fish yeah, scales, no. fish slime. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll pass. Now, my niece has already done that because she worked in the salmon factory up in Alaska. And she mm-hmm. was on the line. Oh, so yeah. She did that all the time. Jordan is amazing. Yeah. I have, an, I have amazing nieces and nephews. Do I you really? really? Do. I really do. I really do. Well, you know, you ought to introduce them to people you know. Oh, You know, like me, like if you got (laughs) got something going on, you know, I could show up for about five minutes. Here's a guy I yammer with, and then I would just leave. I go, hey, good good to see you. I will when they come into town. Will you? Okay. Oh, yeah, I will. Oh, look. She Samantha, got sort of indignant right there. I yes, was like, I will. I can't believe he's saying that I won't do that. When he <laughs> knows I will, I introduce him to everybody. Uh, when I was in Seward, Alaska uh, a couple of years ago, I was on the the uh, pier. Yeah. And, and these folks would come in, and they would scale and fillet their fish right there and throw all the guts yeah. in the barge below. And the barge, there was a barge horn. There was. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's nice timing. Uh, So they would take that barge out once a week and flip it in the bay. And of course, empty all the fish. It'd be feed back into the wildlife. Right. So I looked down at this thing and I'm going, oh my God, what if you fell in this thing? It's gross. It would be the nastiest thing. The flip side to that. And this is why I'm teetering on Lug's question. One time I was at a customer's. And it was a towing company. And I was in the owner's office, and my back was to the door. And I had a long sleeve dress shirt on. It was back when we wore ties. Right. And all of a sudden, three dogs come in behind me. Big dogs? And slobber the shit out of me. See, that's not so bad. A Great Dane. Yeah, yeah. A Mastiff. Yep, yep. And an English Bulldog. Yep, they slobber. They slobbered me so much. That I had to go home and change. Isn't that the best? I don't Dog know. Dog slobber is so much better than fish crap. <laughs> Not it's, fish crap. Well, what fish was slime. It? Oh, same thing. Oh. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. It's it's much better. Oh, God. Plus, you get the dog. You get to play with the dog, too. Well, not necessarily. Hey, speaking if, of dogs, well, how's your dog? No, if I brought a bucket to you, you don't see the dogs. I bring a bucket of oh, slime I don't care. to you. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, how's your dog? How's Ivy um, since we're at the ball game? She's gotten huge. She did is, she change colors yet? Uh, yes. Oh, she did? I will post them on the website. Oh, fun. Uh, you know, we have a, I don't know, like a 16 by 16 tile in our kitchen. Yep. yep. So I put her in that tile. And so to give you a reference right. of, of the How size and the color, she just lay in there. And I did an over-the-head shot. And then this last week, I did an updated one after she was groomed for the first time. Oh, she got a haircut? And oh, boy. Aww. Big, 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 big difference. Oh, and, really? Uh, she's just the sweetest little girl. Did you just she, cut off all the, the dark or all the white? Well, whatever just, she is? you know, normal Whatever color haircut. is she now? Yeah, the great... <laughs> Well, she's she's like tan. Oh, okay. So she's not cream yet. Okay. But all the black and all the apricot is, is gone, gone except on her ears. Aw. And she's just the sweetest little thing. She will play rough and ready and hard, mm-hmm. and then she's just as sweet. But she is not a lap dog. She does not want to be on your lap. Oh, no. Too damn hot. Get me the hell off of here. Oh, so funny. Yeah, so they're different that way. 
But, well, you know, um, we have a new addition to our household, too. Uh-oh. Yeah. I did not know about this. You're holding back on me. I'm telling you, I haven't seen you in forever. Whose fault would that be? Uh, well, oh, it's... Oh, did you see that? I missed it. He shot it back to the mound. Like, where's the replay? That where's guy, the replay? <laughs> that guy, the pitcher was so close to grabbing it, but it ended up all the way in center field. Oh. Yeah, that was a nice. That hey, was a, that was a good. I like that center field. That's a good. Um, Jake Giles and didn't he do center field? I think it was John center Fogarty. Field. Oh, Fogarty. That's right. Yeah, Fogarty. John Fogarty. and John Fogarty uh, John just Fogarty. opened up a new tour. Oh, really? Yeah, you know he's sort of a hundred years old. Oh, I know. Creedence Clearwater mm. Revival, and yeah. he was on Jimmy Fallon the other night. And you know how they just grab kitchen utensils and stuff like that, and they did. Uh, what's that one? Out my back door. And, you know, you got 15 band members playing kazoos and stuff like that. Yeah. It was very, very fun. Oh, fun. So, John Fogarty. So, our new addition to the family. Oh, yeah, there you go. Does it have fur? Of course. Does it have four legs? Of course. Does it have eyelashes? Of course. Okay, so therefore you won't be eating it. Of course. <laughs> I won't. All right, of so, so is it so, tiny and it never gets big? It's tiny and it will get big. No, not big, big. It will get big. Not like over 40 pounds big. Well, I don't know. Looking by the paws. Wait a minute. It's Wait huge. a minute. Did you not buy a cat? We bought a kitten. We didn't buy a kitten. A kitten was found. So let me tell you okay. the story. First of all, it is a kitten, Sir Gideon, uh, because Sir being the royal coronation happening this weekend, and Gideon's a Bible. So anyway, <laughs> he's Sir Gideon. He is the only one of six in his litter who survived attacks from raccoons, oh. possums, and cold weather. Oh. So we got him, and wow. he is just phenomenal. What He's a little, like a little Bengal, like a tiger oh. Bengal type thing. He's oh. gorgeous. I have never seen a cat like this who has this white around his eyes. I mean, just cute as a button. You can just tell. But he is curious, and I'll tell you what, he is not afraid of Katie. That's her baby now. Good. Her baby. Good, good, good. Darling. Now, Callie, on the other hand, is like, uh-uh, not oh. ever going to take place. Uh-uh. Very no, cute. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> not take, not well, happening. It's a, it's a territorial thing, isn't it? Yeah, oh, but look how big his paws are. I'm showing him a so picture, and I'll have to post yeah, that. Yeah, but my God, I said, is this thing going to get 40 pounds? You're not going to have a 40-pound cat. Well, if he's, any, if he's the size of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was... Huge. He's like a Garfield. Well, like fat huge or just big huge? Big huge. Okay, gotcha. He, you never know. I mean, this, okay. this kitten, I mean, he's just sweet as can oh, be. Just nice. sweet as so can be. So what do you be. call him, Giddy? Gideon. Just Gideon. Giddy up? Baby Gideon. Yeah, Giddy up. Yeah, I should probably do that. That's a good one. Baby Gideon. You know, Baby after, Gideon. after a while when you have pets, and my wife is the worst at doing this and also the best at the exact same time. We name a dog for a reason. Yeah. But, you know, there's like 15 other nicknames. Yeah, no, I don't think yeah. we'll end up doing that many yeah. nicknames. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about a dog. We never, ever did that with cats. But something with dogs, they have other personalities, and all of a sudden she's calling them something. I go, where did that come from? She goes, I pulled it out of my butt. And I'm going, okay. <laughs> nice nice to know where that came from. All righty. Nice. Thank you. Good okay. to hear that. By the way, I told exactly. you about four episodes ago that I was going to bring this. This is so appropriate today. For bubblegum, yes. Yeah, to yes, give yes, you yes. a piece of bazooka bubblegum. Oh, yeah. Does it have the cartoon in it? I don't know. 
What do you mean you don't know? Have I you, don't, don't know. You well, have look, here, here, have the whole package. I don't know. It doesn't. I can't even get the thing open. I don't know. Take a look. It's really sealed. Beep, beep. It is really sealed. Okay, I don't want to rip it. Oh, <laughs> I have to rip it. Here, come on. Take it out. Um, try and Oh, there it goes. Oh, it does. It does. Oh, it does. Oh, and it's wrapped up in it. Good, it so does. I'm not ripping it because I'm really bad. I'm ripping it right now. Okay, so here. Oh, is it cherry flavor? Let me see. Do these not feel great? Because you know those They're cartoons. Hard. No, the cartoons oh, always the cartoons. had a waxy paper to them. Oh, Bazooka Joe. I do like Bazooka Joe. Okay, so here's uh. what mine says. <laughs> Pesty, if you wash your face, I'll give you a piece of chocolate cake. And if you wash your ears, I'll give you two pieces. Maybe I'd do better to take a bath. <laughs> Get a whole smorgasbord. Fortune, today's your lucky day. All right, so here's mine. Oddly enough, we were talking about dogs. Uh-huh. He says, here's my watchdog. I can tell you when strangers are near the house, he barks or hides. <laughs> <laughs> and the fortune is your boat is coming into the harbor. Which cool. has, has to do with the Seward and Alaska and fish, cool. gu- fish guts. And today's my lucky day. Oh, so you decided fish guts? Uh, I did decide fish guts. Okay. Yeah, okay, good. I did. I've already had the, uh, the mm. dog slime experience, mm-hmm. so yeah, mm-hmm. once was enough. Mm. Once was enough. By the way, you know, when, when you were gone with your whole nose thing. I mean, my nose was running like crazy. I, I know, I know. Um, I was I was telling everybody about Jack Brickhouse and Lou Boudreau and yep, yep. these other announcers, and um, we used to be in the back pasture where we had the horses, and we used uh, second base, third base, and first base were not necessarily cow pies spaced out. <laughs> no, they were they were horse dropping. Horse, yeah, yeah, horse shit. But we actually did have a home plate. Did you really? Yes. And it was made out of plyboard, you know, and we painted it four or five different times. And right now it's sort of a light blue of some sort. Okay. And it still, to this day, hangs in my garage. Really? When you're over again, I will show you. Okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, we would play the baseball game based on how Jack Brickhouse was calling the game at Wrigley Field. And so we would let him dictate how we were playing the game. And that's what made it very, very unique with the neighborhood kids. Oh, how fun. Yeah. You know, we have a baseball in the house. I have it in my, in my closet right now. A, a baseball bat, I mean. What's so special about it? Nothing. Oh, from your childhood? No. Oh, We okay. just have a baseball okay. bat in case there's an intruder. I know oh. we get the baseball bat. <laughs> Bam. You know, in my Because I said to Brian, Brian, what's this baseball bat doing in here? And he goes, well, in case we have an intruder, what is that noise? I don't know. I think it's like a test for a, a tornado siren oh, thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm hearing. Yeah. I, thought, it was, I thought it was my headphones at first. No, it wasn't, it's, but it's 12 noon, so that's what that oh, is. Oh, maybe that's it's what that is. It's a test thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I said, Brian, tell me, what is this baseball bat for? And he goes, well, come here. I'm like, what? I get real close, and he goes, clunk, right on my forehead. And I'm like, ouch. He goes, exactly. That's what I'll do if we get an intruder. You know the mini baseball bats that they uh-huh. give when you go to Louisville Slugger or whatever? I keep one of those in the crack of my seat, in between the console and the seat of my car. Really? Yeah. Why? Because for the same reason. Oh, to bat somebody? Yeah, for the same reason. <laughs> Clunk them in the face. You yeah. know, I pray that I never have to use it, but right, right. It's, it's sort of convenient there. Right. Yeah. Again, Yay. the Blight Sky Carp are playing the West Michigan Whitecaps. Beautiful day, like mm-hmm. 55 degrees in Beloit, Wisconsin. 
and a full crowd because it's education day. Yep. Obviously, we haven't been calling the game, but they have been uh, pretty active with their pop flies and ground balls mm -hmm. and hits and uh, the uh, the it's runs. It's really fun. Yeah, it's the, really fun. The runs have just came in the last inning, so they had not scored oh. anything in inning one through three. So they're just sort of ramping up and getting ready to roll. Yeah. Did you ever go to baseball games in the, uh, you know, when you're in high school or anything as a spectator? I never went to um, a game just because. I mean, there was always a reason to go. I remember going to the concerts down there, too, in the ball field in St. Louis. <laughs> well, they, they have concerts yeah. here now. Yeah. I think, uh, here in, the, in this yeah, field? Yeah, I think oh, last year they had uh, Jeff Dunham. Oh, fun. He's great. I really yeah. like him. And I, and I told Zach when I was talking to Zach, I go, so I, I suppose this is a little after the fact, but did you only serve food on a stick that night? Ha, ha, ha. No. Yeah. And did you only serve peanuts? Because those are yeah, two of his peanut. dummies. Uh -huh. And he looks at me going, oh, there's an opportunity missed. Yeah. I go, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have a dummy called hamburger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Or hot dog. <laughs> you know, Jeff Dunham makes his own dummies. I do. I saw a documentary on him, and he was amazing. Yeah, he's yeah, a really, good guy. I really do and like that. And, and the, ventriloquism is kind of cool. And there's a little gal that does it, too. And she actually saw him, and, and he was the inspiration for her. I believe it. She's wonderful, well, too. She, wasn't she on uh, American Idol or something like that? Uh, you know, I think I she might have been. I can't remember her name, but she's incredibly she good. And yeah. an incredibly good singer. Mm -hmm. Did I ever tell you that I was a ventriloquist? No. Seriously. Get out of here, no, serious. No, I had a Charlie McCarthy doll, and the only thing that's left is the head, because everything oh. else was... Fabric? So we've got the head, which is a little creepy. But um, I used to do shows for the elementary school, so they would bring in classes at a time. Aww. And then later on, we did shows uh, with marionettes that we bought in Mexico. That's fun. So I'd gather people together, and we'd put a crew together and do the shows. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I recently went into the Chicago area, like uh, Rosemont, Schaumburg, down in that area, mm -hmm. for a sports memorabilia show. Have you ever been to one of those? Never have. Holy cow, was that an eye-opener. And I, But honest, you took your baseball cards there, didn't you? I did. Yeah. But I was actually just looking for something to do. And it's a cheap, you know, $15 day. Great people. So neat conversation. And I got sort of an idea of what some of my baseball cards are worth. How much are they? Oh, my God. Way more than you thought? Oh, my God. Yes. Because I've like got... Like thousands? Yeah. Really? Yes. Because I've got... You know, like 1954 Jackie Robinson, Satchel wow. Paige. Uh, hit to left oh, field. Oh, oh. He's going back. He's not quite at the warning track. He catches it. He got it. And the yeah. guy at third tags up, and here comes the throw, and he scores. Good. Nice. So now the Sky Car are ahead. Are ahead two to one. Two to one. But, uh, you know, these guys are so incredibly organized with what they have on display. And, you know, I walk in with my Cubs hat, and, of course, they know. Not too obvious, huh? Not and, at all, right? Yeah. And I said, I'm sort of looking for Don Kessinger. He was always my favorite player. He was a shortstop for the Cubs for many years in the late 60s and early 70s. And I just saw him on an interview with Bob Surratt on Marquee Network of what he's doing now. And he was quite the athlete, and he continued to be a, a coach and a very influential athletic contributor down at uh, Alabama. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, all these years. 
So you, know, you talk about all those years. We were, like I said, I was watching a League of Their Own. And it shows the women when they're older, and they are still just as oh, athletic yeah. and very, yes. very, very neat and mobile and wonderful. It's in their DNA. Yep, yep, yep. It, it really is. Yep, it was cool. Um, it was very, very cool. So I, I walked up to this one guy, and I said, I, I don't think you have what I want. I said, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I said, you got maybe Don Kessinger's rookie card? He goes, I'll be right back. He had it. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't believe it. And it Did was you a buy gr- it? it? Oh, my God, yes. And it was a grand total of $3. I go, what? hell, I'll take three or four of them. Because I don't have three or four of them. But, you know, and it's not necessarily for the value. Mm. It When you touch and feel those kind of things, it brings back those memories okay. of when you played baseball and, and watched the black and white TV of games at Wrigley Field. And, you know, I can remember when Billy Williams was introduced to the Cubs. And it's just uh, it's just really cool. That's and, neat. And That's everybody really has neat. their other stuff, you know, whether it be golf or football or whatever. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, baseball's sort of mine. That's so, fun. So they're calling everybody to the pitcher's mound on the uh, Whitecaps side. So I think what they're saying is, Pitcher's uh-oh. out. Yeah, we're going to send this guy out for Chinese food because that's what we want tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard there was really good sushi here, and, and we should go sushi instead. <laughs> yeah, we're going to hammer these, and let's, these sky carbs and, and let's, sushi. And let's give the tip to the umpire who's not paying attention to anybody. He goes, oh, I just got a text <laughs> message. Hang on, i got to figure this out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's from my wife. Dang, I don't know if I want to talk to her right now. Oh, what's happening with the kids? Oh, we're so funny. Ha, 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 aren't we? That's funny. Well, I'll tell you what. I think I'd like to go down down below and get close. You want to dance with the kids? I want to dance with the kids. Oh, do you want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston? Yes. I'm just going to say I just saw that movie, too. I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. I, God, I think you know, neat. my uh, old-fashioned slushie is empty, so I think I'm due for another one. Oh. So you know what that means. means we have to say... So long for now. Yeah, right? this has been fun. Baseball on a beautiful day at Skycarp Stadium and in Beloit, season Wisconsin. has just started. Oh yeah, just started. We're gonna come back. Uh, I think it's a week from now, or maybe two weeks from now, mm-hmm. when the South Bend Indiana Cubs play the Skycarp. That's what you said. And then I'm gonna be all dressed in my regalia. You know how that goes. I do. I know. I can't help it. He's worse than me on pageant I, day. I let me tell you. <laughs> He gets all dressed up. Hey, speaking wow. of pageants, which reminds me of the coronation this week, is the coronation of King Charles. And also, can you believe that in one Kentucky day? Derby. And the Westminster. And the Westminster. All yep. in one day. Dog show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy. Uh-huh. Are, you so ha- are you having a little... We uh, are having parties. Let me tell you. Are you? What? Of course. Are you kidding? Yeah, but which one? Well, so how would I know? Because I'm not invited. Ah! Neighborhood deal. We're doing a, <laughs> um, a coronation party. Which means everybody's going to be up and ready to go at 4 a.m. 4:30, no. yeah, because 4:30 no. our time is the procession no. to the coronation at you 5 o'clock a.m. Start that early. I am, and you it's going to be don't. on Channel 17. So what do you do, like? So I'm French having toast sticks oh, and God, stuff no. like that. I'm making quiche. We're having croissants. We're having um, scones and clotted cream oh, and fruit and my. the whole nine yards. Wow. I got to tell you, I even went to Hope and Anchor, which is our local English pub, and I love that place. Yeah, they're Ian good. Ian and Marsha, they were fabulous. Um, Used to be the old Marcia, Mayflower yep. for those people that are Rockford natives. Yeah. I said, Marsha, I need some help here. 
she goes, oh, wait, mom's here. So mom comes and I said, okay, mom, I want the kind of candy that's, you know, what the, I want authentic English stuff. She goes, oh, you'll need this, this, this. And I said, what's that blackberry? Oh, that's such and such. Good vitamin C in there. Oh, I'm like, oh, vitamin. vitamin. Okay, I'll vitamin. They're not giving you English toffee? Everybody can get English toffee. These things, you can't get this, you know. So I got like four or five different kinds of candies plus the special biscuits that go with your tea because oh. we're having tea and coffee and mimosas for the morning for the I'm telling you got crowns wow bring a crown bring your fascinator or your hat well, that's in the morning and then you can keep using that fascinator or your hat for the afternoon party which my neighbor's <laughs> having and it's a Kentucky Derby party oh so that's kind of in between there I am going to a Kentucky Derby party and we're going to have mint juleps Yes. And you know the first one's nasty, but the rest of them taste really good. Really? Yeah. So I've never had one. Oh, I had one when I was in Kentucky when we went to the Derby. I went to Churchill Downs and took the tour, which was amazing, and I saw all the uh, glasses, you know, the Safe. souvenir glasses Safe. that they had. We got in. We got to run. Sorry. But uh, but I've never tasted yeah. one. Oh, let me tell you, they were strong because when I was there at the Derby, I was like, Brian, I want a mint julep. He goes, I don't know if you're gonna like it. I was like, okay, fine. So I had one. I was like, yeah, it's pretty strong. But I need something to drink, though. Give me another one. So I had another one. That one tasted even better. And then the next one tasted even better. And by that time, I had a straw like this, and I was going, <laughs> and it tasted wonderful. Yeah. It was really good. But, but you know, you're there with the excitement. The horses were not far away at all. I mean, yeah. you could hear the hoofs. You could see them. Yeah. It was grand. That's what I am going to miss about Arlington Racetrack and Arlington yeah, Heights when the big bears time. come in. Because... Watching yeah, bears time. run around the track is not the same as watching the horses run around the track. Hey, I'm not giving any kind of political opinion about where the bears should have their stadium. Okay, we get, we're going to have to go down there. Look at the kids are all dressed up, and they're going to do some kind of are they, stunt. Are they doing a mascot run? Some kind of mascot run, I guess, or something. Oh, it is. Ketchup, mustard, relish. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's like trying to run in a pencil dress. Yeah, I've done that Look before. That. Trust me, pencil skirts. Yeah. yeah. How would you know about a pencil dress? I've worn, oh. I've worn a couple of things in my life. <laughs> they call this the kitty condiment race. Okay. Kitty yeah. condiment race. That's kind of cute. You know, I still think the best mascot race is up at Miller Park, which is now, which is now American Family. Little Ketchup was too busy waving, so he's in the end. Oh, they go all the way around. Oh, oh look at that First guy. base all the way to, boy, he is just a hustling. Holy cow. Cracker Jack, no, what's, oh, it's bread. No, who is he? I have no clue what condiment he is. I can't really tell. No. Look like a piece of bread. I know, because I don't, <laughs> I don't want a brown condiment on my dog. But that's fun. That's oh, fun. my. Well, Tim, let's go down and join the crew. Let's do this. All right. Hey, Thank everybody. So Thanks for joining us. I'm Liz Wilder-Boyer. And I'm Tim Larson. This is Life's 3x5s. And until the next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining Liz Wilder and Tim Larson. If you'd like to offer a conversation topic suggestion or contribute to the tip jar in support of this podcast, visit lifes3x5s.com. In the meantime, watch our Facebook page for more reasons to join us at another remote location for more unscripted stories on Life's 3x5s.